Your success will be determined by your own confidence and fortitude, Michelle Obama. On today's episode, I am talking to a retired firefighter. We talk confidence, fear, franchising, and so much more. So let's go. You have the power to be the boss of your own life. I'm your host, Monica Allen. I'm a wife, mom, entrepreneur, best-selling author, lifelong learner, and your biz bestie. I have a love and passion for all things small business. Growing my own company from $700 to over seven figures annually, my goal is to bring you inspiration, business-focused topics and tips, encouragement, and a community that helps you launch, grow, and scale your business, whether you are a dreamer, a side hustler, or a seasoned entrepreneur. You are listening to the Become Your Own Boss podcast. This episode is brought to you by Trifecta Group Coaching. How would you like to have three experts focusing on areas of your business to help you grow exponentially? With a focus on your overall business, marketing strategy, and social media, you will be confident in your business's direction. Follow Trifecta Group Coaching on Instagram so you know when we are hosting our next free masterclass. A masterclass entitled Three Ways to Grow Your Business Now. Or visit the website trifectagroupcoaching.com for more info. My guest on today's episode is Lauren Glick, a former firefighter retiring after 10 years, podcast host of Unstoppable Confidence, a confidence coach, and a newly minted franchise owner. We hit on a lot of topics on this episode, and I can't wait to share it all with you. Take a listen to my conversation with Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Of course. Thank you for having me, Monica. I'm so glad you're here. Tell me about your transition from firefighter to confidence coach. I know, right? That's a, that's a tricky one. And it's such a, it's, it's such a long transition. And I guess let's start with my childhood. Right. And I, cause I think that's really important because people think that I have always just been an extremely confident person. And that is definitely not the case. I grew up very naive and sheltered and just in this like little box. And I always had my parents to protect me because I was so emotional and empathetic and I was always very sensitive. So that transition into firefighting was extremely challenging for me. But I guess where I'm going with this is that confidence really is something that everyone can learn. And that's why I absolutely love teaching it because I had this huge transition from my childhood into being a city firefighter and not just like a firefighter in a city that wasn't busy, but a city that was rated in the top five homicides per capita in the United States, which just means that it was an extremely busy city and it was really small and condensed. So there was like traumas, shootings, stabbings, life structure fires. It was like complete chaos all the time. So like that little story of now, if you take me as a firefighter and you move me into confidence coaching, it was that whole transition of me going from being a very sensitive soul that didn't know how to move forward and out of my comfort zone because I was so afraid of getting 
my feelings hurt into being that firefighter and growing into this very confident person and understanding that even though I'm empathetic and very sensitive, I could really still be able to stand my ground and hold confidence. Firefighting actually taught me that. And I was in city fire for over 10 years. I was a little stuff before firefighting. I was an EMT. I worked as an auxiliary firefighter. I know these are terms that are a little bit off of entrepreneurship. So that transition from fire to coaching confidence wasn't, yeah, it was a huge transition for me, but I think the transition from being who I was growing up to being a firefighter was a huge, a huge transformation for me. Let me ask you real quick, how did you go from this naive kind of shy, sensitive child to saying, I want to be a firefighter? How did you get there? (laughs) Well, because I always loved helping people and I didn't struggle in school, but I was always that person that needed to work a little bit harder to get the good grades. So I also knew that I didn't want to do anything that had to do with a lot of school and education and test taking because I had a huge test anxiety, which is kind of crazy because there's a lot of tests as firefighters. And I was like, well, shit, there goes that. But yeah, so that transition for me, I always knew I wanted to do something active as a career. I really wanted to help people. I had a lot of friends that were going through fire academies that were just that like pre-testing when you get hired onto a department. And I was like, oh boy, I want to do that. So it was just the, who I was as a person and being able to see that in other people. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that it was this huge culture shock to me. And during that transition, yes, there were a lot of road bumps and there was a lot of like barricades that I didn't know how to get through. But I'm that kind of person that when somebody tells me no, I'm like, okay, well, why? And how am I going to get around that? It's just because it was like a roadblock didn't mean that I wasn't going to do it. It was like, okay, well, how do I make this work? So that was like something within me that I knew that it was going to work. And Mm -hmm. also very good as an entrepreneur to have that mindset of just because you have a barricade in one direction does not mean that it's, it's a no, inevitably. It means that it's just not that path. There is a different path for you. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I, my next question for you was, I know you started your business in 2018. And so Uh in the past four years, have you found anything in common with being a firefighter and being an entrepreneur? A hundred percent. There are so many correlations. Like if I wasn't a firefighter, I don't think entrepreneurship would have been for me because it is a lot of confidence. Yeah. There's a lot of non-similarities like, mm-hmm. and fire, I didn't have to network. Like I'm very good with people. I'm very good with communicating. I'm very good with networking. So that was a huge change that I was like, Oh my God, this is so me. I get to talk to all these people all the time in mm-hmm. fire. I didn't have to network, but to go back to your question, Monica, which was, <laughs> <laughs> which was what were, what's the one thing that they have in common or a couple of Ooh. things that entrepreneurs and firefighting have in common. As an entrepreneur, you're always, I like to just say, you're always putting out these small fires every single day of like, oh boy, this happened. Well, nobody has the answer. Nobody truly knows what they're doing. It's just every day we get to solve these problems and go through different situations. And in fire, it was the same way of, you don't know what the day is going to bring. Even though this was like life or death, running into burning buildings, it was a lot 
it was like a different level of stress. And that's why right. I think entrepreneurship is so much fun for me. Cause it's like, okay, now I get to have fun. I get to solve these problems. It's not somebody dying. And, but it's a different, it's different in the way that now this is financial and it's money involved. And that was something that I wasn't used to. So that was another way that I got to grow my confidence within entrepreneurship. Cause now I'm dealing with the financials rather than people's lives. So they are two separate really gung-ho, very confident. You need to know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, you need to say that out loud, know what you need, and then you get that assistance for what you need. So you really need to know your path, what the executed goal is that you need, and Mm -hmm. then you need to actually ask for that help. So those were two very similar situations within FIRE and entrepreneurship. Yeah. Asking for help is definitely important. Mm -hmm. but can be hard, especially when you're very strong willed. I know that's me. Sometimes I have a hard time asking for help. Yeah. And it's interesting because I guess I don't have that hard of a time asking for help. It was just like at the beginning, I didn't know what I actually needed. And as entrepreneurs, I think a lot of newer entrepreneurs might struggle with okay, like how do I get these leads and who do I actually trust as a mentor and as a coach? And there's so many different ways that you could do things as an entrepreneur that it's finding that path that works for you is a little bit more challenging nowadays when you have so much information out in front of you. Yeah. We're definitely bombarded with information. So how, tell me, how does your business work? How are you monetized? How do you give people the confidence they need? How are you reaching those leads? I know that's Mm. multiple questions, but kind of. Gosh, I know. And I know I have a number of different things that I do. I love being a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I want to say, unfortunately, because I just can't help myself. I'm one of those people that just loves to do a million things. So one of the things that I love to do to monetize is my podcast. And that's actually it helps grow my audience, right? Mm Because on Instagram, it's so hard to grow right now. So if you're listening right now and you're on Instagram, you probably are a little bit like not struggling, but a little bit like, okay, what in the heck do I do? Instagram does not help me grow anymore. Frustrated. There you go. Frustrated. There you go. It's very frustrating. And literally the way that I found to grow on Instagram is actually getting off Instagram And going on podcasts, being podcast guests, doing live coaching in other people's programs. I used to have programs, but now I'm just doing one-on-one coaching within confidence, within growing newer entrepreneurs, businesses. So that is my primary offer right now, because I was on that huge struggle bus in 2018. When I was a new entrepreneur, there was so much information. I didn't know what the heck to do because you have all these higher end coaches that didn't grow on Instagram when it was was challenging. I grew Mm -hmm. on Instagram where it was like, okay, well, how do you even grow? Like, it's not a platform that just throws your information out everywhere. So I love to coach one-on-one with women and men to grow their confidence within business. Cause it all starts with confidence within what you're doing, what you're offering and how you're doing it. 
And that confidence comes from the action pieces. And people have a hard time with actually taking those actions, with getting onto lives, with actually asking those questions of, hey, can I be a guest on your podcast? And really finding those paths that clients are comfortable with within their own growth and what they're doing with entrepreneurship. And how I monetize, that's just one way. I actually am partnered with a, a podcast platform. So I have a lot of different partnerships as well. And then I'm a franchise owner. So that is the last piece of entrepreneurship that I do. I'm also in real estate, I'm long and short-term rentals. <laughs> it's like, what do you not do for it? <laughs> no, that's good. I'm very similar in that. I'm multi-passionate as well. Yeah. It's hard for me to settle on one thing. Mm. So I get it. I understand for sure. Good. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the franchise. Is that dealing yeah. with coaching or is that a difference? It's completely different. So when I left fire, I was in fitness. I was like, okay, the only thing that I know right now is to calm my anxiety. Cause it was a huge identity loss for me. Like to go mm. back to your question of how that transition went for you. Like it was a huge identity loss, like firefighting, you're put up on this platform. And when people ask me like, why are you leaving? It was like, it was actually not something that I had control over. So being able to just move my body helped me ease the anxiety. And I became a personal trainer, a yoga instructor, a Pilates instructor. And that really did help with that transition for me into entrepreneurship. And Monica, what was the original question? I always go on my tangents. <laughs> no, you're fine. I was just asking you about the franchise that you're uh. a part of. It is in health and wellness. And I also to go back to me being in fire, I actually retired out with a lot of elements and one of them was psoriatic arthritis. So I was oh, wow. pretty bedridden. Like for, I've had a couple flare ups. And when I have like this flare up, quote unquote, psoriatic arthritis for me stems in my thoracic spine. That's like the upper portion of your spine, my lower lumbar and my hips. When I have a flare up, I literally can't even roll over in bed because the amount of debilitating pain I have. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Those flare ups are no good. I'm on some pretty heavy medication right now that I think is doing really well for me. Don't want to jinx anything. Good. Uh, so it gets into my joints. Like they're actually hot to the touch. Like my joints are hot and for you listening out there, you can't really see my hands like moving back and forth. But when I, when I start to get out of bed in the morning, when I have a flare up, it takes me an hour, hour and a half to just, and I start with my ankles doing like a little inch forward, a little inch back. And that's just so much pain for me. And then I move wow. to my knees, to my hips, and then I try to roll over, which is excruciating pain. But those joints for me and that joint mobility, I was going to physical therapy doing massage therapy. And I found a place called stretch lab. And I was like, what is this? One of my old personal training clients went there and Jasmine, I know I talk about her all the time on my podcast. So she does not mind name dropping. She was like, you need to go to stretch lab with me. I'm like, Jasmine, what is that? I'm not going there. And she was like, it's one-on-one -on -one assisted stretching. And I was like, no, I'm not going to a place to go stretch. Like I was so anti, like literally. <laughs> And I had a, and I also had a franchise broker at the time. So Jasmine asked me to go. I was like, no. And then my franchise broker was like, Hey, okay. So you didn't want health and wellness, but there is this franchise that's growing really fast. And maybe it's something that you would like to look into. It's called stretch lab. And I was like, that's so weird, Matt. My best friend just told me about it. So I ended up going with Jasmine to stretch lab. Of course it was like, 
the answer that I needed to my psoriatic arthritis because physical therapy and massage therapy wasn't getting into my joints like mm. stretch lab did. Cause it's literally like you lay on a bench. It's an open concept studio. So you have like 10 benches in a studio. It's pretty high energy. You have people talking all over the place, fun music in the background, and you have a personal fitness professional who's called a flexologist. And he stretches me on a bench for 55 minutes. And it literally was the answer to the things that I needed. And that was wow. getting into my joints. So long story short, it's called that's your franchise. Up. That's my <laughs> franchise. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's neat. Yeah. That's really, really cool. I had yeah. never, I've never heard of that before. No, but- it's a new modality. And that's that partnered with the fact that stretch lab partners with every other fitness modality was mm-hmm. two huge selling points. And the fact that it was like my answer to me, I was like, right. How would I not do this for other people in a different area? So yeah, I absolutely love it. That is so neat. That is really, really cool. Yeah, Especially you. because you used it before you even I know (laughs) thought about buying it, but no, that is really, really neat. So how is it going? You have Mm. these multiple things that you're doing. You're all into this entrepreneurial journey now for four years. How's it going? And that's the thing. It's not this like very parallel line. So I've realized when it goes kind of like that. Yeah. It's up and down, like the freaking (laughs) roller coaster circles up and down. I didn't think it was going to be like that. I had a coach at the beginning of my entrepreneurship. And I remember she got upset at me because (laughs) I started out online as a fitness professional, helping people move. This was before COVID. And at the beginning of COVID, I found a platform called Clubhouse and I absolutely loved it. It was that growth factor for me on Instagram. And she got upset at me because I wanted to pivot into coaching clubhouse. And she got really upset at me that I wanted to pivot. And that made me realize that a, she was not the coach for me and B the fact that it is not this parallel line of what entrepreneurs are. It's literally really finding that new fun thing that you're excited about and then having that pivot. Cause if I actually didn't listen to myself and what I had to offer, then I wouldn't have found stretch lab, which is primarily a huge part of my income right now. And yeah, just finding that alignment within entrepreneurship. Very good. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like my dogs really. <laughs> They're going crazy. You have more than one two golden retrievers. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And I live on a horse trail. So when horses walk by, they, they like to bark. They get excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Well, but that's good that you have income coming in from various revenue streams. So that's a good thing. What have you found to be the most challenging Mm. on this journey? I guess at first it was definitely that transition of, and I remember telling my boyfriend this of like, gosh, if I don't work, I don't make money. And he was like, well, yeah, because he grew up in an entrepreneur family. You know, he never like works for a job. Like he didn't have his time for money. And mm-hmm. he was like, well, yeah, like, what did you like? What do you mean? I was like, no, like as a firefighter, I'd go to work. I would work for 48 hours and then I would stop work because I wasn't there. So I think that was like the biggest challenge for me at first 
was, oh, I get to work really hard and grow my network. That was the most challenging part for me was growing my network because I had zero networks and at the zero in my network at the beginning of entrepreneurship. So how I found to get over that was joining other masterminds with higher end entrepreneurs that helped me grow my network because I love the saying that your network is your net worth. And I totally believe it because without that, like you don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of. So that was a huge challenge for me. And also really at the beginning, finding that statement or my mission statement within entrepreneurship and how to align with other businesses and what I had to offer. I wasn't always a confidence coach. I didn't know that was a thing. And I didn't know that I was super aligned within mobility and the health and wellness area. So those two things, like that was not always my niche. And that was not always that what I knew. It took me a couple of years to actually find what I was really aligned with. Yeah, that alignment was something really challenging for me as well. Gotcha. So Lauren, help me understand your trajectory. And the reason I I asked this question is because I think a lot of people jump into entrepreneurship and they do have a really great idea or a thought for a business, but they get sidetracked or they, sometimes we are like shiny objects. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, whoa, I want that one. But tell me a little bit about your trajectory. So 2018, you start which business first? I was a health and wellness. I did personal training online. Okay. That's and where then, I started. Gotcha. And then when did you open Stretch Lab? That is extremely recent. So it's only okay. been about six months now. And it was like, I hit the ground running. And I think I really needed those, those partnerships within growing a business And I knew this, this is why I wanted to partner with a franchise. So if you're out there listening and you're, I thought as an entrepreneur that I had just given myself another job, I was doing all the work. I was working more than nine to five. And I didn't know how to hire somebody else out because I didn't know what I needed. And I was working with my franchise broker for about six months. So at first I was a personal trainer. Then I went into confidence coaching, social audio podcast growth with people. And, and I'm still doing confidence coaching in my podcast. And now I just added that extra on of my franchise. And it was something that I didn't just find right away. I was working with my franchise broker for about six months until I found stretch lab and Though it was something that I didn't know that I wanted at Mm -hmm. first, I told my franchise broker, I want something that's recession proof. I do not want a lot of employees and I want it all online. I don't want a brick and mortar. And I went the complete opposite when I found stretch lab. And I'm so thankful that I was like, okay, I need to sit down. I need to write out what exactly I need. And it was definitely the answer that I didn't know that I really needed. It was super aligned to who I was as a person. I love growing communities and yeah, there's a brick and mortar, but it's actually a lot easier than monitoring employees that doesn't have like a brick and mortar. Right. That are working remotely or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And I also think with the franchise, you are given a model. 
So they're helping you. So helpful. How to and I needed that. train and hire, yeah, which is 100%. helpful. And I'm sure that probably will help you down the road in your other businesses as well. Speaking of that, the past month was huge on for me for hiring. And that was one of my big pain points. And I have realized that when I start having anxiety about something and it was about hiring, I was like, okay, well, Obviously, that is something that I do not know. So when I have anxiety about something, I lean really hard into that certain subject and really start Mm -hmm. learning about what hiring is, about HR, about payroll, about all these great things. Because in California, there's a lot of rules and rules that I do not understand. Hiring HR and hiring a payroll company was really important for me. And really getting on these platforms to start the hiring process was huge for me as well. And then when I started hiring, I started listing out, yeah, they need these requirements. And just like you said, Stretch Lab had the help within hiring. They had the job postings already done. Like, look, this is right. what you actually need. Like I'm going, I'm a semi-absentee owner, meaning that I am like after the buildup process, I am going to be very hands-off and I do have a general manager and then I'll have like a regional manager that is running like day-to-day shows and I'll be a lot more hands-off. But at the beginning, it is a lot more hands-on as I'm building If you are an entrepreneur out there and you're struggling with that building process, and that's how I knew I needed a franchise. I took a couple months off of confidence coaching and coaching social audio because I knew there was something that I was missing. I felt like I had given myself another job. And as an entrepreneur, I didn't want to have another job. I thought that was the complete opposite of being an entrepreneur. I was like, I became an entrepreneur because I wanted all this free time, but it's something isn't correlating for me. And I had heard this like thought in other people's podcasts of like, oh yeah, franchises, super easy to grow. Well, not easy, but it is a way to grow businesses if that's something you're struggling with. And I kind of heard that in my ear and Then I found a podcast broker. I swear my phone was listening to me because he popped up on my Instagram feed and I'm so thankful for him. And then that's when I started doing the research on franchises. And the reason to partner with a franchise broker is because they have so much knowledge of like the up and coming franchises, the ones that are really successful. And that's how I knew I needed one was that growth factor. I didn't know how to hire. I didn't know how to grow a business. I knew how to be successful as an entrepreneur by myself, but that really wasn't helping me have that free time as an entrepreneur. So if anything, for me, starting a franchise is a huge learning lesson. And I just want to break even though I know that I'm going to be doing a hell of a lot more than that. It is such a learning experience for me and something that I would have definitely regretted if I didn't jump in into it for sure. That's really cool. It's funny. I have a, an interview scheduled with a franchise broker for the podcast. Yeah. He's coming on (gasps) to talk about (laughs) who is it? Is it Matt Frontaway? No, his name's John, but he's here in Atlanta and he does non-restaurant franchises. Yep. I don't. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I always thought of a franchise as a McDonald's subway. Yeah but there's so many more franchises out there and all franchise brokers and all franchise franchises do, are not created equal. Right. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. I mean, we actually have franchise documents done for our store Zeus's closet, uh-huh. but after COVID I'm debating 
whether I want to go into that business as a franchisor, because Ooh. as a franchisor, that's a whole different business than oh, what yeah. I'm in currently. It's so fun. And you have a franchise broker to kind of talk you through that. And he has a good network as well. So I love that. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. interested in it. It's fascinating to me because I do think it's a great way for someone to become an entrepreneur without yep. being by yourself. And oh, 100%. Ethan and I walked into entrepreneurship completely by ourselves. Yeah knowing nothing in our twenties on what we were doing. Now we've learned a lot, but it has been, it has been a steep learning curve. And so for people to give someone a franchise, you cut the learning curve about in half. Oh, it is super rad. And that's the thing is like, we had franchise owner training in person and I met about 20 other owners that were a month or two months ahead of me. I get in work and I put us in a WhatsApp group because they are all in corporate. They literally, every single one of them work nine to five as a corporate employee. How they're growing a, a franchise, it's beyond me. I'm like, you guys are crazy. They're like, well, we're kind of like those delinquent children that kind of like run off and have a meeting. And I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy. But to go back to your point, Monica, is that I have a direct path of people that already went through the same thing that are like, okay, this didn't work for me. This vendor was not okay. This employee with this company don't like them. So I have been able to learn directly from those steps that are right in front of me of things that I should look out for or things that I get to do that made me a little bit more successful. So it's like, right. You have a community already built for you, which is great. That is super rad. Fantastic. Yeah. I have a question for you around fear because, mm. and I know we're a little all over the place, but Lauren, you do a lot. I, know. I could probably talk to you for two hours and I'm, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that to you. But how do we overcome fear? What does fear stand for? The false evidence of appearing real. And that though, you probably have heard that statement before. And a lot of you might have, and yeah, when you, it's, it's very surface level, that quote, and I think a lot of quotes are very surface level until you internalize a lot of it. And I feel like fear is something that it's just energy in our body. And it's definitely not real, right? Like if you break it down of holy, holy moly, I'm freaking out about this one certain subject. Mm-hmm. I really when I am in that fear state, cause yes, even though I coach confidence, I, I just have a, a really good awareness now of how I'm feeling because awareness in certain situations is what is going to stop that fear and be able to transmute your energy from fear into a more energy that is going to help you move through that. So if I correlate that to fire, like when I was a first in firefighter on a structure fire, meaning I'm that first firefighter that shows up and the house is on fire. Right. Mm -hmm. To me at the beginning, that was a huge anxiety state of like, Holy moly, I'm the firefighter. I have a captain telling me what to do. I have an engineer on the engine panel. Who's pumping me the water to my hose, but I'm the one pulling the hose to the structure fire. And I'm the first one going in there. So that was a huge fear moment at first. Yeah. But yeah, there are some crazy stories there, but 
when you, when I started to pr- break it down and when I was starting to be aware of my state, because fear actually puts you in this like anxiety state where you're not really able to focus in on what's important. When I was after a couple of years, and it does take time for that awareness phase. And once I started being aware of it, I was able to start refocusing in on my education behind me because mm-hmm. wherever you're at, I just have that, try to start having that awareness and how you're feeling in your body. Cause fear is only an energy source. And when you start breaking it down into, okay, well, I've learned this. I've been in, we call them burn boxes. So we watch fire and we study it. So I've studied these things. I've studied how to go into buildings. I've studied how to not freak out in buildings. Just for another example, Monica, I know I'm all over the place all the time, but like, okay, this is good. This is so good, right? We had a lot of trainings within fire in our academies. We would have our SCBAs, which is our breathing apparatuses. We would put on our backs, like those big cylinders. We would have our face masks that supplied us air. We would go through trainings within our academy to, it's called skip breathing. And it just calms down your regulation within your fear state. Like if if I was entrapped in a fire, Of course, I would start freaking out if I didn't have training, but you always go directly back to your training because you know what you're doing. And in that moment, it's very scary. Yes. But if I calm down my regulatory system in my body, body, and it all has to do with your breath, I would do skip breathing to not only be able to keep that supply of air at a longer stance. Cause if I'm like hyperventilating that bottle of air, which is usually like what, 12 minutes cuts mm-hmm. it down right in half. And you're going to be low on air. And we also did things in training that would be like, cause we have so much stuff all over our bodies in fire that mm-hmm. if I was to get caught on something like to say my SCBA bottle, which is that air bottle on my back, if it was to be caught on something, and you start freaking out on it, like throwing your hands everywhere. Like, why am I stuck? That's not going to get you anywhere. What really helps you is to calm down in that moment Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, I'm caught on something right now. And to actually start going through, okay, I feel this pull on my back. Where is it entrapped on? So that's a really good example of okay, I could freak out in the moment and get really freaked out those two, two training methods, or I could really just focus on my breathing, understand that if I freak out, it's not going to make the situation better. It's actually going to make it worse. Right. And when I calm down and focus on my breathing, that's when I could start assessing, okay, where's my education? Where did this all come from? How am I going to get out? So everything in life, especially when you lead it back to entrepreneurship, everything in life is, is the same as those moments. Yes, it's fire and it's not entrepreneurship. But when you lead that back to entrepreneurship, a lot of people just stop in the moment because they're like, oh shit, that didn't work out. I guess it's not for me. But it's like, no, stop freaking out for a moment. Calm your nerves. And when you have that awareness that you're freaking out, go back to your breath and understand It's just another situation that you get to figure out because there's a lot of people in this world that don't put themselves in these situations. And you are going to be that success when you're able to figure out those situations. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. That's really good, Lauren. Wow. 
I, yeah, I know it. that's the longest definition of fear ever, but I love talking about fear. If you didn't know, <laughs> well, well, it also just the calming down effect and how I love how you said that's when you can really pull back into your education Yeah, because even in entrepreneurship, I couldn't imagine being a firefighter, first of all, but even with entrepreneurship, you hit something, somebody you hit, you get a no or something goes really wrong. Yeah. Just calming down is definitely helpful to say, okay, I've, I've dealt with something similar to this before. Yeah. How did I solve that problem? Or, okay, I got to know what's the next step to getting a yes. Cause a lot I of entrepreneurs, that. like they just think that roadblock and there's like, Oh, that's done. Can't do this. I'm over it. It's like, but the most successful entrepreneurs fail over and over and over again. And that's just a learning opportunity that failure you got to get up and start all over again. Yeah. You have to keep pushing forward for sure. hundred percent. We know you have your podcast. Tell us the name of it. It's called unstoppable confidence. Yes. All we do is talk about, it's all about entrepreneurship. I love bringing guests on there. Monica will be a guest in the future. And I love talking about two entrepreneurs about their road to success and what some of their pain points have been. So other people could learn because we learn from other people's failures and their momentum forward. So I absolutely love the interviews. And I also have solo podcasts that I talk about fear and about comfort zones, about all those great things as entrepreneurs for sure. Yeah. I love that. I've listened to a few episodes. I like it a lot. So check out the podcast, everybody. And then tell us how can people reach you? I definitely am on Instagram the most. I'm at the Lauren Glick. That's where I primarily hang out is on Instagram. All right. So people can reach you on Instagram. Lauren, this has been so good. Thank you so much for telling us about this new franchise that you're a part of and all of the other things that you're doing. I love serial entrepreneurship. I think having multiple income streams is a smart way to go. I love it, Monica. Thank you so much for having me and look forward to having you on my podcast as well. Yay. I do. I look forward to that as well. And thank you for being here today. Of course. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren, for joining us on the podcast. Lauren's contact info is in the show notes. Just to share a few of my takeaways from chatting with Lauren. One, when you're in a fearful situation, calm down and focus on just breathing. Two, figure out what you need in your business and dial into getting that help and or resources you need. And thirdly, though social media has become an important component of our businesses, It is still very, very important and crucial to get off social to grow your business. We still need to network, connect, and collaborate. And we need to do this outside of social media as well. Thanks for listening today. Join me next week when I bring you my interview with John Austinson, the franchise broker I mentioned during my chat with Lauren. You don't want to miss this episode. If you want to own a business or just grow your business portfolio, a franchise just might be the way to go. As always, I'm so grateful for you. Please take a moment to follow me on Instagram for business tips and inspiration at Become Your Own Boss Podcast. You can find me at the same handle on TikTok. Take a moment to leave a review, subscribe to the podcast so you get notifications as soon as a new episode is posted. 
And please take a moment to share the podcast with a friend or fellow entrepreneur. Now is the time. Now is the time to level up, leave a legacy, and become your own boss.